ever had a craving and gone to the grocery store looking for your favorite fruit? What kind do you like? Peaches? Watermelon? How about those elusive cotton candy grapes? Shout out to my coworker, Jenny, who loves the cotton candy grapes. Well, once inside the store, you'll probably make a beeline for the produce section and soon you spot the shelf and crates that have a bushel of what you've been looking for. I don't know about you, but when I buy fruit, I have a routine to carefully inspect, squeeze, thump, or even sniff the item before I make my final choice. Did you know you also have fruit on your resume? Whether you know it or not, you do. The question is, what kind? We're gonna get into all of that in today's class. I know you want to know, what is this resume fruit that she speaks of? Well, we're gonna talk about all of that. But think about this, uh, when you think of fruit, do you want something that's juicy, ripe, at the peak of freshness? How about a piece of mushy fruit? You ever bitten into an apple and it was just kind of, it was cute on the outside, but then it was kind of mushy when you bit into it? Ooh, that's the worst kind of apple. Um, and then there's like soft fruit that has kind of gotten some spots in it that are you know, not desirable. So if it's at the store, you don't buy it at all. But if it's at home, sometimes you try to salvage it and maybe cut off the bad piece. Well, that's just me and my house. You know, some people, you got it like that. You're just going to throw the whole thing away. I'm a thrifty, frugal. <laughs> I try to salvage what is uh, left. And then, of course, you have your other categories of fruit, which will go over into the unsavory uh, sections of tough, dry, or even molding. Okay, so today we're going to talk about what are all of these things, what do they have to do with resumes, and how can we determine what is the fruit of our resume? All right, so I need you to write this down, take notes. The big question of the hour is what is considered fruit on your resume? It's skills. Every item in the skills section of your resume is considered the fruit it's the it's the juicy it's the tantalizing it is the what i came to see this is what i'm here for part of your resume especially when it concerns a recruiter they want to know that you have the requirements or the credentials that they're that are required for the position and so having a skills section is just like having a produce section of a grocery store. Okay, let's go a little further in this analogy. Every item in the skills section is considered your fruit. Hiring managers are looking for each and every grape, each and every morsel, each and every apple, everything that you have to offer, they are looking for it but they're not going to sift through several pages to determine if your fruit has the qualities that they need. In fact, they don't have time to sift through several pages to determine if you have the grapes or the blueberries or the, what are the smallest fruits you can think of? The little segments of a pomegranate. They don't have time to look through and find those needles and haystacks. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's a whole nother analogy. Let's get back to the fruit. Okay, so what happens is the best scenario is that you have a very clear 
a very well capped, a very um, up near the top, near the entrance, kind of like our favorite grocery stores. If you think about your favorite store, with your favorite produce section, it's very clean, it's well lit. The fruit are organized in a very orderly manner. In my area of the country, we have Kroger. And in some of the Krogers, most of the Krogers, they actually have a, um, they ha- they have a, a standard for facing their fruit and positioning their fruit. I know at one point in time um, on Union, there was uh, one of the premier stores. They, they would always take the time to uh, position the fruit in pyramids and make sure that they were shiny. And they just had a really, uh, it was a prestigious uh, event to go to the store and purchase your produce and your, you know, your fruits and your vegetables from Kroger. So no endorsements or anything on this particular episode. And, you know, unless they want to reach out, I am more than willing to participate. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that was a, a standard of excellence. And so when you think about a resume, you want to emulate the standards of excellence and the standards of presenting and putting your best foot forward. Of course, if you have a a, a resume that has uh, your skills buried in the details and in the lines of your experiences, I understand that. That's great. It takes a little bit longer to sift through that information. But what if you had a very specific called out section right up top, right over to the side or right, you know, in a very specific section where all of the things that you bring to the table are presented. So that would be your fruit. Keep in mind, your fruit is the skill set that you have to present. Everyone has different fruit that they bring to the table. See where this analogy is going? I mean, I could go on for days and days on, you know, the puns and the analogies. Most people underestimate the skills that they have because they're not really sure what to put in that section on their resume. So keep in mind, you want to make a section that is called out and is specific for your skills, but you also want to make sure that you're incorporating all of the things that are important that catch the recruiter's eye, that catch the hiring manager's eye. That being said, um, how do you add this fruit to your resume? Well, there's a couple of ways that you can add fresh fruit. That is through training and education. You can add fruit through internships. You can add fruit through apprenticeships. You can add fruit by actually doing things in your organization, in your company, on your job, in the community, in your neighborhood, (laughs) at your church or local faith-based organization that you're a member of. Maybe you're a member of a, uh, a girls club or a boys club, a sorority, a fraternity, you know, whatever it is, you can volunteer, you can participate, you can help. And those interactions and those experiences will lead to the keywords and the skills that are necessary for your next opportunity. The, the key is to identify what skills are required for the job that you're applying for. 
And again, it's just about finding the keywords in the job descriptions and then making sure that those keywords match up with what you have in your skill section. So of course you, you can take a training course in what is uh, your cup of tea or your industry of choice. However, what if you're not so sure what you want to be when you grow up, what you want to do next? I've had quite a few clients who will say, you know, I just want to do something different. I want a job. I want to change. I don't want to do what I've been doing for the last five years, 10 years or whatever, but I need a change. I need to, you know, break out of what I'm doing because I know there's more opportunities out there. I just don't know what I want to do. And so here we are back at kind of square one where you just don't know what fruit to put in your basket at that point. And so it's really up to you to determine what field interests you the most, what your passions are, where your heart leads you, where your skills that you already have leads you. And then at that point, you start doing the research to find out what your next step would be. And again, the next step is for you to look at the job descriptions, look at the keywords. If there are any fruit that you need to put in your basket, then you'll have to find the training, the education, the internships, the apprenticeships that kind of go along with that course of action. Okay, so what if the training and the education seems to be a little far-fetched? You know, education is not cheap. Taking a class is not cheap. I understand. I got you. But I, I listen, I understand. Going back to school, sometimes there's not money. Sometimes there's not even time. So how do I make it work? How do I get those fruit when I'm short on both? I'm short on time and money. So here's the thing. There are different ways to approach the same problem that has been going on for time uh, for years and years. You can actually consider using a short online course to gain the knowledge and the skill set that you're looking for. Now there's an online, there is an online course that will help you learn just about anything. Even at its simplest terms, I heard someone just recently mention YouTube University, and I haven't heard that phrase in a long time, but it is so true. You can actually find not only single videos, but probably series of videos on any topic to learn how to do any of the things that you want to uh, begin incorporating into your skill set. So of course, if you know, you have more than zero dollars and zero cents to invest in your education and your training, then how about some type of short course that's online that you can invest a little bit of money or a little bit more time? Uh, there's some short courses that are available through Google, uh, career certificates. That's a new thing that I hear like all the time. Of course, when you say it once, then your phone is listening to you and then you start getting these advertisements like all the time. But Google has a really great uh, selection of career certificates. LinkedIn has their LinkedIn learning courses that happens at a behind a paywall, of course, but the cost is not anywhere comparable to going to a university or a college. However, that is also an option. Um, 
and I, the other short online course would be Coursera. But you, if you Google the word, if you use the word like in front of any of those terms, like Coursera or like LinkedIn Learning, then you'll get a laundry list of other websites that do the exact same thing, all online, all providing knowledge for skill sets that you need. All of that are for low or no cost. So keep that in mind. You can add fruit or add value to your your resume, to your skill set at a very low uh, entry uh, or low cost. Okay, so there's other ways to do this as well. Um, you can also do things like attend in-person seminars. And then some of those in-person seminars actually will give you like continuing education uh, credits or credentials after, you know, signing off on those types of certificates at the end of the seminar. You just kind of have to have your ear to the streets almost. Uh, go online and, you know, look for meetings or professional development uh, programs or anything that was in your industry. Sometimes you it doesn't even have to be something that you've ever done before. Someone may just have a seminar and say, hey, free, open to the public. Anybody can come. Anybody can join it. Sometimes they're on Zoom. And then you can be a fly on the wall and no one will ever know, you know, that you have never been in this industry before or you've never even, you know, decided that you, you know, photography. You've never taken a photo in your life, but now you're going to a professional uh, seminar on uh, photographic principles. And so even though you don't feel as though you should be in those spaces, you could definitely be in those spaces. So keep in mind, there's a lot of different ways to add fruit to your resume. You have to be creative. You don't always have to have a lot of money, but you can always do something and you should do something to add fresh fruit to your resume. All right. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what to do with old fruit and how to remove it and how best to, what how best to deal with old fruit when we come back. Let's get into this old fruit. You know, the fruit that's at the bottom of the refrigerator, the skin is a little tough. It turns a little brown, maybe even turns a little black. It could be that there's mold growing on the side of the fruit. What about that fruit on the counter? It's been there a little too long. It's too ripe, it's too mushy, and it's no longer desirable for consumption. <laughs> okay, we've all been through uh, the, the fruit. But how about the fruit of your resume? When do you know what to take off and what to leave on and what's the difference? And so again, we're talking about the skills. You should be combing your job descriptions of the, you know, the positions that you're looking for and find out what are some of the requirements of the skills that they're looking for. Do they need someone who can complete analysis on some data? Do they need someone who can cut wood, bale hay? <laughs> Do they need someone who is a master chef and has the the background of uh, maybe a sommelier, someone who knows uh, their wines and their, their fine, or maybe someone who knows their fine cheeses. I don't know what you call that person, but whatever it is, 
you have to have the current terminology for the skill set that is desired. And that should be the most prominent piece of information or the most prominent pieces of information in that skill section. So if you have something that's a little bit outdated, then those are the things that need to drop off the resume. Point an example is Microsoft Office. We all love Microsoft Office. We have our favorite font. I have my favorite font in Word, okay? That's a nerd thing. Okay, so you may love Microsoft Office. However, employers may be looking for someone who has who has the ability to work collaboratively with the new program, which is Office 365. Perhaps you have some skills or some experiences using Google Docs. Nowadays, Google Docs is widely known and it also has their uh, whole suite, of, suite package, which is known as Google Workspace. So consider if the job descriptions are no longer using word processing packages or word perfect or Microsoft Word, maybe they're using Office 365 or they're using Google Docs or Google Suite or Google Workspace, which is the other name of it then consider changing or updating the skills accordingly on your document. Now there's a, a ton of other things that you can consider. Look at each and every item in your skill section. Find out if there's a generic version of this, if there is a new name brand version or a new software or a new equipment or if there's a new online tool, something that is same but more advanced or maybe what the industry in your company that you're you want to work for what are they using and then seek out the skills and the experience in that skill set okay so we have a lot of things to think about as far as our fruits are concerned i want you to review this podcast a couple of times take a look at your resume really get into the skills and find out if there's anything you need to re reserve replace refresh uh, and then there may be some things that you need to toss out okay so we've had a, a great session today if you have any questions or you want to add to the conversation please, please, please reach out to me. I'm at the SAO show at gmail.com. I'm on LinkedIn as Tanya Braden. I'm on Twitter as, as Tanya Braden. I look forward to hearing from you. Oh, the other thing is on anchor.fm. You can actually leave a voice memo and then maybe I'll use your comments or your questions on the next session of class. All right. This has been a great session. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Take care.